Hey, good morning. It's Friday morning. I hope you're uh, doing well today and have had a great week this week. It's been a it's been a good week to be together to study God's Word, to uh, to to grow and learn and uh, share the love of God with folks. So I hope that it has been a uh, wonderful week for you, uh, no matter where you have found yourself this week. I'm excited about uh, churches we can say Matthews where. Um, we're going to have intersection service starting back, so that's going to be awesome. We're going to have uh, both of our 11 o'clock services back up and going, so check us out at uh, stm-umc.org slash worship uh, to find out how you can be a part of both 11 o'clock traditional or 11 o'clock intersection. And um, We spent a lot of time yesterday um, thinking about the next few weeks and thinking about Holy Week and thinking about Easter and Palm Sunday, and we got some very exciting things planned in the next, um, next six to eight weeks. I am so pumped about all that. God is doing at St. Matthew's right now, and that all that God's going to do, uh, not just this week, uh, but in the coming weeks and the coming months, and um, I'm just as excited about our church, our church as I've ever been. So I really hope that you'll um, plug in this uh, this Sunday here at St. Matthew's, and if you can't be with us this Sunday um, in person or online, I make plans to be with us in the coming uh, the coming days. So um, it's a great Great weekend, uh, great day, uh, and I look forward to seeing what God uh, is going to do um, in our church and all around us. Our, um, our reading today, one of our readings is from Romans, obviously, where we've spent a lot of time the last, uh, last few weeks. Um, I want to read to you the end of Romans chapter 2, Romans 2, 25 through um, 29, where Paul writes these words. Circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law. If you break the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. So those who are uncircumcised keep the requirements of the law, will not their uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision. And those who are physically circumcised but keep the law, those who are physically uncircumcised but keep the law, will condemn you that have the written code and circumcision but break the law. A person is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is a true circumcision something external and physical. Rather, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and real circumcision is a matter of the heart. It is spiritual, not literal. So a person receives praise, not from others, but from God. Okay, you remember in Romans, uh, we, 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 we had just a quote yesterday and then the day before we were in Jeremiah. See, so you, uh, you may remember in Romans, I, I told you that Paul spends a lot of time in the first few chapters um, kind of um, leveling, the, leveling the playing field. And showing how everyone, uh, regardless of uh, Jew, Gentile, any human distinction, he spends a lot of time living the playing field talking about how, how everyone is equally in need of God. How everyone's sinful, how everyone has fallen, everyone's made mistakes, and how everyone needs redemption through God. So where we are now is, is there's a very there's a very common um, thought in the in the Jewish among the, the Jewish individuals of the day and among Jewish Christians and, uh, you know, many people that, uh, well, I don't need repentance because I'm circumcised or I don't need to know Jesus because I'm circumcised or I don't, I don't need to do that because I'm circumcised. My circumcision, um, has me in, in the family, so I'm good. And of course, um, when you go back and look at the old Testament, that's right because circumcision, well, it's not right. Circumcision was a, circumcision was a mark of being part of the covenant community, but even circumcision of itself did not make one righteous. Because when you look in the Old Testament, there are a lot of folks who were circumcised who were not righteous because they did not follow the intent of the law. Okay, so 
this New Testament way of thinking that some had in the in the Jewish community and with other communities, well, I'm circumcised, so I'm good. That isn't even biblically true. Because go back and look in the Old Testament. Once again, in the Old Testament, a lot of folks were circumcised that did not follow the law. So let's remember that. What Paul here is saying is that circumcision is not an it's not simply an external marking, but circumcision is a true sign of the heart. So he would say somebody who was uncircumcised but yet followed the intent of the law was actually a truer follower of Yahweh than someone who was circumcised who did not follow the law. So Paul was telling us that the outward external marking or the outward external um, appearance doesn't define one's righteousness. What defines one's righteousness is the internal change and the keeping of the law. So one can be physically uncircumcised, yet follow the law. That shows that they are inwardly circumcised. What does this whole circumcision thing got to do with us as Christians? Because there's nothing like waking up and having a morning devotional dealing with circumcision. I know that's what you were all shooting for on a Friday morning. Okay, for us as Christians... The act of our faith that is, in many ways, synonymous with circumcision is baptism. Um, as a Methodist, those of us that are Methodist are Presbyterian or Catholic or Episcopal or Anglican or, or Lutheran or any, any tradition that um, baptizes infants. Circumcision is a real marking for us because... Um, and, our, and not that it doesn't for, for Baptists and, and Pentecostals and other traditions... Um, but specifically when our, with our theology of covenant as Methodist, um, just as in the Old Testament, children were circumcised to show that they were part of the, part of the covenant community. In our tradition, infants are baptized in much the same way to show that they're part of the covenant community. Just as circumcision was a sign of the Old Covenant and was given to children in preparation for their eventual acceptance of the covenant in time, we under the New Covenant, just as they circumcise their children in the Old Covenant, we baptize our children under the New Covenant to show that they are marked as a part of the covenantal community. And then one day they will accept that, we, we pray they will accept that marking of covenant and become a full member of the community. So and so for those of you who aren't familiar with the, the Methodist or Wesleyan form of baptism, um, which is also very common within other traditions, that we really see a close linkage between Baptism and circumcision symbolically. Both were markings given to individuals so that they were part of the covenant community. And with our tradition, especially the children. Uh, of course, we also baptize adults who are making first-time profit, who, who have not been baptized yet, and things such as that. So um, it's not an in-depth devotional baptism. Um, but we can do that at some point if you want to. Talk about what different traditions believe and all those type of things. But the important thing this is something Wesley, Wesley said. Do not tell me of your baptism. Tell me of your conversion. As beautiful and as meaningful as a baptism is. As beautiful and as meaningful is that physical outward sign is. As powerful as it is, as amazing as it is, that baptism in and of itself does not equal conversion. That baptism in and of itself does not mean that one has made the decision to follow Christ. In fact, if you look in the, the Methodist Church, in our official definitions of membership, we have baptized members. Th those are those who have been baptized as infants. And then we have professing members. And the goal that we desire is for our 
individuals to be professing members because that's when your faith has been transferred to your own. That's when your faith has become your own. For Paul here, he's saying circumcision is, it's nice, but it does not equal salvation. What equals salvation is a circumcised or changed heart. And that changed heart will show itself by the keeping of the intent of the law. The outward sign does not save you. The outward sign marks you. The outward sign shows you. The outward sign does all this, but the outward sign does not save you. The changed heart leading to the changed actions. That's what matters. The changed heart is your salvation. The changed actions is the evidence of your salvation or your part of your sanctification, if you will. And that's what matters. So for Paul, he's getting to this point here saying, hey, let, let's not worry about these outward things. Let's not worry if you're Jew or Gentile. Let's take that off the table. Let's, let's not worry about that. Paul's asking this. Not are you physically circumcised? Not are you physically uncircumcised? What about your heart? What about your heart? I think that's a great question for us today. On this Friday, leading into the weekend. Um, not really worried. About, I mean, obviously I want you to be baptized. I want you to be a church member. I want you to be active. I want you to be all those things. Those things are all awesome. Those things are all good. But what I want for you the most is for your heart to have been changed by the grace of God. That's what matters the most. Is your heart being changed by the grace of God. And if your heart's changed by the grace of God, it will then show it in your correct keeping of the intent or the heart of the law. And what's that heart of the law? To love God and love neighbor. That's it. So, uh, may God change all of our hearts and make us all into his image more and more each day. Love you guys. Praying for every day. Uh, it's Friday. So, um, I would encourage you, if you're part of our covenant community today, to, um, if you can, to fast, uh, to give up a meal today, and uh, to pray and read scripture and seek God in this time, and then to make a donation to Rise Against to Hunger. Um, you can text the dollar amount that you gave up you know, from that your meal would have been in the word rise to 84321. Uh, so I invite you to do that. Have a great day. Worship with us uh, Sunday. It's been an awesome day. Uh, we'll see you, um, see you Monday. Have a great weekend.